Hi, this is Chelsea Vale. You have found the Whole Heart Podcast, a podcast for conscious parents who want to do things differently. Parenting the Whole Heart Way is about love, connection, play, and raising our children naturally. It can get, at times, a little bit crunchy. Let's jump in. Is anyone else feeling like the minority has become the majority? I have yet to come across someone who is supportive of the direction our culture is headed. So who's calling the shots? Who's responsible for the green M&M that is now in sneakers instead of heels? What's so wrong with wearing heels and embracing your femininity? I'm as feminist as they come, and I embrace my womanhood by wearing makeup, heels, dressing up, and sequin gowns and dresses and hats with bows. I birthed two humans from my body. I fed my babies with my breasts, not my chest, as the left wants us to refer to these things hanging from my curvy female form. They're no longer breasts, it's chest to be more inclusive is what they want you to believe. Minnie Mouse was just spotted in a pantsuit last week in Paris and everyone was outraged. What the actual hell is going on? It's as if being a woman is somehow bad now. Or maybe it's implied that being a woman needs to be redefined. What's up with that? If I wear sneakers, am I less of a woman? If I wear heels, am I succumbing to the pressures of a man's world? Give me a break. I've never, not once, put on a pair of heels or a lacy bra and thought, gosh, I really don't want to wear these things. If only I lived in a world where it was okay for women to wear a hoodie and high tops. I wear what I want to wear. And guess what? I also cross my legs when I'm wearing a dress so that I don't accidentally flash my lady parts to passersby. I don't cross my legs because I feel that I'm supposed to, to, to do this to what please a man. But if I'm out wearing leggings or jeans, I'm going to sit crisscross in my seat. When I had my children, I didn't feel badly about staying home with my babies. In fact, I chose to be broke as fuck, if I'm being honest, and not work in a traditional Monday to Friday, nine to five setting because I wanted to be home with my new babies. The women's movement is meant to be about choice. And if we as women choose to stay home with our children, it's not because a man or a society forced that upon us. It's because we feel in our heart of hearts that birthing children and caring for them full time is our right, if not our biological destiny. Maybe you're a woman who didn't have the luxury or perhaps gasp. You're a woman who thought the idea of staying home with a screaming infant all day sounded like your personal version of hell. And maternity leave was a trip to Alcatraz. Perhaps you could hardly wait to get back to your job, but that's okay. It's all okay. But what's happening in our society is feminism is ironically becoming more about being a man. The message has become, be a feminist. Don't shave your legs or wear makeup to please a man. Or I'm a mother, but I'm also a CEO. I have a brain. I'm going to use it. As if the woman who stays home is any less intelligent or capable of somehow using her brain less. Ever tried reasoning with a three-year-old? It's like trying to explain how the color seven smells. Okay. It's not an easy task. But now we've got the green M&M and sneakers as if there's something offensive about her heels or wearing gloves. A few years ago, I saw a post on a Waldorf page posted by a parent that posed the question, how can I have a gender neutral rite of passage ceremony for my daughter? I commented that doesn't exist and a detailed description of why I felt that way. Now, by the way, no name calling, no meanness, just here's why this needs to be happening in a different way. A rite of passage ceremony is meant to help a young girl or boy step out of one life stage and into another. For a young girl, it's usually around the time when puberty begins. How fair would it be to a young girl to ignore the fact that she's going to bleed every 28 days for the rest of her life? 
Do we just start ignoring that? Her breasts will, will grow. Um, do we start just ignoring that she's going to bleed to be more inclusive? The breasts will glow, grow. Sorry, excuse me. Her hips will widen, widen and she'll become, um, she'll start showing outward signs of fertility and sexuality. And she's going to become um, over time more attractive to males for procreation. But how do we keep it gender neutral? And the same goes for males. A gender neutral ceremony that doesn't acknowledge letting go of boyish ways and embracing what it means to be a man that's not a rite of passage ceremony. And yet in our society, we still embrace toxic masculinity as acceptable, but yet women are slowly but surely becoming more like men. What happens to our children if we start to merge the genders and the sexes? So after posting my comment on this thread, I was quickly shunned, called names, accused of being transphobic. This is often the response when someone disagrees nowadays. Their defense often re resorts to name calling, blaming, shaming. Not once have I ever felt scared of a transgender individual. Transphobic means scared of trans. Okay, I've never felt that way, nor do I disapprove of their life choices. However, this is a decision that I think is appropriate for a fully developed adult to make. Katherine Jenner, formerly Bruce Jenner, was well into their 50s or 60s before deciding to change their sexuality and their identity. They lived a full, rich life in varying experiences. Um, they experienced both hardships and victories as a male before making the adult decision to become a female. A young child, though, however, is not fully developed until age 25. They are not capable at 12 or 13 years old or even eight in some cases, which is being, being forced, believe it or not, they're not capable of making informed decisions without having the maturity and life experiences necessary to aid in the decision-making process. Believing that my babies, both born with penis and testes, are male does not make me a transphobe. I also do not feel that a little girl who dresses in sports attire and loves athletics and Legos and other toys historically reserved for a boy is any less female. And she shouldn't be made to feel that way. She shouldn't be made to feel she's a tomboy or any other adult agenda of perhaps you're non-binary or identify more as a male. Ironically, this type of thinking is not progressive. It's regressive. This type of thinking is giving gender to outward external influences like toys, clothes, jobs, and roles in society, rather than the more progressive approach of valuing all individuals and allowing each person, regardless of gender, choose how to live their life. Embrace the male who wants to stay home with the babies and fortunately married a woman who loves her role in the office. Is he any less male or is he still a man rife with testosterone who is challenging gender roles? This is the goal, not defining a person based on their lifestyle choices, but allowing each person to live a life that feels true to them. Am I wrong? We're in danger as a society if we push a very adult decision of gender and sexuality identity or sexual identity on young children and in even more danger if we allow a developing child to choose their gender. I was attempting to register my boys for a preschool um, in Austin when I came across the gender box, it was a drop down menu and the choices were male, female, or joyfully undecided. By the way, they were two at the time. They were two, joyfully undecided. I chose not to register them at all. I you know, backed out of the screen. It's not up to them to decide their gender. They were created with penis and testes. And if they mate with a female who has ovum and uterus, 
a baby will be produced. This makes them male. Should they choose as fully developed, capable, mature humans if they want to have sex with men or dress like women or even fill big pharma's pockets by requesting estrogen and other artificial hormones, I won't love them any less. But they will have come to that decision on their own. It will not have been forced upon them by teachers, counselors, TV, or mainstream media if we parents begin to speak up and take back our rights as parents to control what our children are exposed to and what's being pushed on them. In the kindergarten classroom at the Austin Waldorf, the class pet was not a he or a she. It was referred to as a they. This didn't really sit very well with me. I understand the intent behind this is to be inclusive, but that doesn't mean that five-year-olds can't learn about he, she, male, and female. They, especially because in kindergarten, the purpose of a class pet is for science, right? They can still learn that a person in their class or Another student's parent, perhaps, feels more like a woman, although they were born a man. Imagine this conversation. Susan's dad prefers to wear dresses and is in love with a man. This is a perfectly appropriate conversation to have at home to teach your child to love and accept all people and teach them about various differences among people. But teaching acceptance and love doesn't mean excluding the fact that male and female exists. Acknowledging that it takes both male and female to create new life doesn't make someone any less inclusive or loving. It's science. Trusting science for the survival of the human race does not make me transphobic. Disregarding gender is another crime against children. Do not comply. You've heard me say it before and I'll say it again. The opposite of dysfunctional is dysfunctional. We have somehow swung the pendulum from all the way right to all the way left, and there's a middle ground. It is about not discriminating against someone based on race, religion, age, gender, sexuality, political views. Okay, we don't want to discriminate against someone. We want to include everyone and accept everyone and love everyone, but that doesn't mean changing who we are to make that person feel more comfortable. There's a, I have a mentor in my life who said something that I thought was so awakened. And by the way, I think there's a stark difference between being woke and being awakened. He said, I am not going to change my verbiage because of your insecurities. And that's really what it is. We as a people, as a society should not be forced to change everything that we've ever known, because there's a chance it may offend one person in the population or two people in the population. The minority is not the majority. We do not have to discriminate against these people, but there's no reason to change the green M&M to wear sneakers to make that one person be seen. I know someone who identifies as non-binary. I guarantee they never looked at a pack of M&Ms and felt offended. But somehow we've embraced this as the norm. I, I commented on an Instagram post regarding Minnie Mouse's outfit change. And I was told, 
Um, stop watching Fox News, you racist communist. Okay, that, that's literally what someone on the other side of the screen said to me. Someone who has, by the way, 25 followers and a fake profile pic and no posts. Okay, so this person's obviously a troll, probably from somewhere on the other side of the, of the world. But this person assumed all of these negative things about me when I simply said, I don't like the outfit change. Another person commented on my, my post and said, um, you know, Disney is historically racist and, you know, whatever. I'm like changing Minnie Mouse's outfit from her beautiful red dress with white polka dots doesn't make Disney any less racist or any more inclusive. I don't care if Disney has been sexist for ages. Disney's movies and Disney's success were based on fairy tales. Fairy tales, by the way, are not sexist just because they have a prince and a princess. Each of those characters are meant to represent an archetype that we ha all have inside of us. Each of us has, each of us women, we have a, a strong, valiant prince inside of us, just like we have a delicate um, princess inside of us as well. We have a mother and a father. We have a soldier. We have a queen. We have all of those archetypes inside of us. So how you watch these movies or you read these books, it doesn't mean that the fairy tale is sexist because it has a princess who is feminine and, and emotional or naive or innocent. That is the archetype that we all have inside of us, whether you are male or female. And this name calling that existed, it was an attempt at getting everyone to comply and believe. But just because I believe different than you doesn't mean that I don't love and accept you. And we have to open up a dialogue and we have to not be scared to speak our peace and stand up for what we believe in our hearts is the difference between right and wrong. Has Disney been historically racist? I don't think they intend to. I think they've, they've tried to be culturally sensitive. And I think that they've gone back and they've made some big changes. I think they've tried to be more inclusive moving forward, but we can't, oh, someone else said it was a hashtag cancel Disney. We can't cancel things that are different than us. We can't cancel things that may offend us. Change happens by opening up a dialogue, expressing our feelings, letting someone know when we were bothered so that they can be more sensitive to others' feelings. But it doesn't mean changing and adjusting and canceling everything in our society because the minority or a small percentage of people are quote unquote offended by this. Change happens with dialogue. I just have such a desire for more people to um, to speak out when things don't sit well with them. If I've said or done anything that offends any of you, I want to hear from you. Doesn't mean that I'm going to change my beliefs or my philosophies, but I do want to be sure that I'm not offending someone. And um, if you feel that I'm wrong in any way, or if you have a piece, then shoot me an email, Chelsea at joinwholeheart.com. Um, I don't have this, this podcast for popularity. Um, you've heard me say that before, but it's mostly just about having a voice and um, and speaking out against injustices. And right now, I think that our children are in grave danger um, because of the, the direction that our culture and society is going. And I know that it is not just here in America, where I unfortunately am, um, but that is all over the world. Things are, are, are shifting and they're not shifting in the direction that um, 
that is considering our young developing minds, bodies, and hearts, but it's shifting in a way that meets an adult agenda and we're not paying enough attention to um, to children and the way that these decisions and these conversations and these influences um, in the mainstream media and TV and music is, is affecting our young children. Um, you know, Justin asked me to go to a movie last Friday and Right when he said movie, I went, ugh, you know, and I, I know how much fun it is to go to the movies and we go to a little theater that's got couches and um, it's an old Catholic um, school that's been transformed into a theater. And, you know, I, it's a great little magical place for the kids to go and enjoy a movie. But my first thought was, I don't want them to see anything that I haven't previewed. It's a movie for kids. But what does that mean anymore? What is G? What is PG? How do I know that there's not going to be... Um, any sort of subliminal message or political agenda pushed in the movie, some kind of, you know, adult innuendo or, or joke or something that maybe my child doesn't get right away, but it gets in that little tiny seed, the little back of the brain, um, planting these little seeds. And, you know, I found myself kind of annoyed, actually, even in the previews. The movie was fine. It was seen too. And half the time I had no clue really what was going on, but I know it was colorful and bright and the music was going and I was like, all right, they're enjoying the movie. But there was um, a preview in the beginning that offended me so much that I almost was like, screw this, we're leaving. And it was the preview for Despicable Me. And I think honestly, when I'm watching this, I'm going, this is adults. This is adults that are, it's bright colors. It's fast moving. It was so fast that I was almost getting a headache watching it. But the worst part was that the, the whole premise of Despicable Me is this, you know, young, aspiring villain to achieve his goals of mass world destruction. That's too advanced of a topic for a young child. Why are, why are we not valuing superheroes anymore? We're valuing villains now? Like that's totally an adult agenda that thinks it's funny or it's cute or you know, we're embracing this villain and, and then he's got all these little minions that work for him. Like, I, I cannot stand that movie. I want nothing to do with the minions or Despicable Me or anything else about it. I was so mad at the way that we're portraying this villain as though he's a good guy or what are we saying? Like, oh, he's just a villain. There's nothing wrong with that. That's just who he is. That's part of his identity. Fuck that. Like, I, I was so mad about this that you know, when we left the theater, that's what we've talked about. And I think we even talked about it this morning on the way to school. I was like, guys, isn't it weird that that guy wants to be a villain? Like who wants to be a villain? Like what kind of people do we want to be like? And I felt like I had to have conversations in hopes of like counteracting this, you know, preview that was only two minutes, but um, it's us up to us to stand up for our children and to have these conversations with them about right versus wrong. And um, again, just reiterating to them that we will always choose the harder right rather than the easier wrong. And that's what it means to be a person of integrity. Um, if it's been a while since you've been to the website, please go visit wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com. I would love it if you would join the tribe and um, pay that small monthly subscription fee that helps me provide exclusive content for all of you. There is going to be new information coming out tomorrow since it's February, new book lists, new activities, new crafts, new goals for Waldorf and your exploration and um, embarking on your Waldorf journey. So please go to join the tribe right now on wholeheartcrunchyparenting.com and continue supporting the podcast by liking, commenting, sharing, and I'll accept a review as well on Apple or Spotify, Google, wherever it is that you get your podcast. Um, thank you again for listening. Be well.